Welcome to Catholic Moms in the Middle, a podcast for midlife moms who want to make the next season of life their best one yet. I am your host, Jenny Gwynn. You might find yourself transitioning into a new phase of life as your children become more independent or leave the nest. Mama, I am here to tell you that your life isn't over. You simply have new opportunities ahead of you. After years of pouring your heart and soul into raising your family, it is your turn to reconnect with yourself. In this podcast, we will talk about the joys and challenges of midlife. You will be inspired to rediscover your God-given purpose or to dust off old dreams and make them a reality. You'll learn how to navigate relationships with your adult children, to reconnect in your marriage, or focus on your health by being more active or finally losing the weight you've struggled with for years. Whatever this next season of life brings, this podcast will equip and encourage you to be happy, healthy, and holy. Hey friends, I'm Jenny Gwen, and this is Catholic Moms in the Middle. How many times over the past few weeks have you heard the words, New Year's resolutions? It is that time of year that we are bombarded with how to create and stick with your New Year's resolutions. You only have to turn on the TV or get on social media to see that everyone is talking about 2024 and their plans. The experts who talk about New Year's resolutions and how to set goals and what the trends are. And it's so interesting because some people are adamantly against setting resolutions because they think they set you up for failure. And these are the people who never set resolutions. In fact, they haven't done it in years. And then there are those people who love New Year's resolutions because it gives you a new lease on life. It's a a clean slate to start your year and accomplish your goals and dreams. And they show you how to stick with your plans. I don't know about you, but I enjoy hearing what each person has to say, and I take away things that I think I can apply in my life. I was recently listening to a podcaster who shared at the end of each year, she goes back and looks at her camera roll on her phone to recap everything that has happened over the past year. I thought this was brilliant. She uses it as an opportunity to first and foremost look with gratitude at everything that God has placed in her life and to see which goals and dreams came to fruition, but then to see from that what she wants to focus on for the next year. So I took her advice. It was a cold day here in Nashville. I found my warm blanket, I snuggled up on the couch with a hot cup of tea, and spent some time looking back over the pictures on my phone. I went all the way back to January of 2023 and spent time looking at each picture and thinking about the memory or the experience that went along with each picture. I want to share with you a few ahas that I found going through my pictures. The first was that 2023 was a year of travel and adventure. Until I went back through and counted, I did not realize that I went on 13 trips last year. A lot of them were with my husband, but they were also with different groups of people um, to some new destinations that I'd never been to before. 
looking back, there were so many blessings, so many fun adventures, so much joy. Um, I went to the beach several times. I went on a pilgrimage to Medjugorje. It seemed like the summer and fall, I went on quite a few retreats and to some different conferences. Just looking back, it brought back memories um, of the people that I was with, but also how many different people that I met last year that are still a part of my life, different connections that I made at these retreats and conferences, and how these people have enriched my life. So it was definitely 2023 was a year of travel and adventure. The second aha that I had was that my camera roll is 80% Penny. Penny is my 20-month-old granddaughter and one of the greatest blessings in my life. And when I looked back, I was able to see, because she's so little, how much she changed in a year. And that was so fun to see all of the pictures of her, to see where she was and you know, when she started walking and and all of those milestones for little ones. But I also saw the countless pictures of my family. And just looking at those pictures brought me so much joy and gratitude for them. I was able to go back and relive so many moments where maybe we were traveling or just getting together for a Sunday night cookout or you know, down at the farm, whatever it was, it was so fun to go back and look at all of the precious family time that we had together. Here's something else that I noticed. I I had very few pictures of me and even less of Gary and I together. Now, I'm going to be honest. I am not a selfie person. Taking a selfie feels very awkward to me. So scrolling through the pictures, I realized that I'm always the person taking the pictures. I'm always the one picking up my phone and snapping a picture of whatever's happening. But here's the other thing. I like to be the one taking the pictures because I'm usually very critical of pictures of myself. Can you relate to that? So in 2024, one of my goals is to make sure that I'm included in more pictures. I have all of these adorable pictures of Penny. I want to make sure I have pictures of Penny and I. And I want to make sure that Gary and I take more pictures together, that when we travel together or we do these fun things together, we take more pictures of ourselves together. So I guess the lesson here is that I'm going to have to learn how to take selfies. Not so I can bombard you on social media, but just so that looking back, Gary and I have pictures together. I also reflected as I looked through my camera roll on the ways that God has revealed himself in my life. I looked at the ways that I've served in new ways, how where I was called to serve has changed and evolved. At the beginning of last year, I decided to really focus on my podcast and making sure that I was creating shows that inspired and encouraged women in their daily lives. Now, if you know my story, then you've heard me say that I worked in a Catholic school for 26 years before I felt God nudging me in a different direction. That direction was to become a Catholic life coach and speaker. As I look back over 2023, 
I was amazed to see how God led me down paths that I never thought I would travel down. One example is that of a radio show host. When I see my name and the words radio show host after them, I still have to chuckle a little bit. But it's so amazing when you agree to let God lead you the doors that he will open and the paths that he will lead you down. Never in a million years did I think I would be a radio show host. Here I am now starting 2024, and my podcast is now a radio show on three different stations. Now, I don't say this in a bragging or look how great I am way, but I say this to encourage you to be open where God wants to lead you. You may think that you know the direction you're going, but God can surprise you. He can show up and use you in ways that you never imagined. It's easy to get stuck in your head thinking that you aren't good enough, you're not talented enough, you're not smart enough, only other people can do that, or just looking at what you think you are lacking. All right, friend. I encourage you to do the same thing. Find a quiet time that you can snuggle up on the couch, pour you a hot cup of tea or a glass of wine, and sit down with your phone and scroll back through your pictures. Invite the Holy Spirit to join you and to reveal the blessing, the joys, and the ways that God has guided your path unexpected, but also unexpected ways over the past year. You really might be surprised to find by what you find. I know that I was. When I took the time to look back, I was amazed and so full of gratitude about all of the blessings and the the amazing adventures that I had had in 2023. So here's what I did. When I finished looking at my pictures, I began to think about 2024. I thought about the goals and the dreams that I have. I thought about my ministry and how I wanted to serve. I thought about my faith and the ways that I want to grow closer to Christ. I reflected on my marriage, my relationship with my children. I thought about my health and how I want to make changes to be healthy and holy. I decided I wanted to set goals but not from a place of trying to fix what I thought was wrong. I think this is what often turns me away from New Year's resolutions, is that in the past, I would make a list of all of the things that were wrong in my life, all of the things where I was lacking or that I felt like were wrong with me, maybe in my relationships or my health. I looked at all of the ways that I thought I was failing, and then— force or guilt myself in trying to fix them all. Maybe you can relate to this. This often worked for a few weeks, maybe a month, but then I would drop the ball in one area or another. Mistakes would start to happen. And before you knew it, I was right back where I started, feeling frustrated, feeling defeated, being disappointed in myself, And so that's one of the reasons that I decided to approach 2024 in a new way. Looking at my past with New Year's resolutions all often reminded me of the game Candyland. 
that I used to play with my kids. You would move your piece up the board, trying to be the first one to reach Candyland at the top. But one wrong move could send you sliding back to the very beginning. Can you relate to this as you've set goals and resolutions for yourself? One wrong move and you feel like you're back at the starting point. So like I said, this year, I decided to approach the process completely different. Instead of looking at the areas in my life that I felt needed to be fixed or changed, I reflected on the areas that needed to be transformed or tweaked. I liked the words transformed and tweaked better than fixed. To me, this was more positive than negative. It meant that I didn't have to throw everything out and start over. It was a confirmation that I already do many, many things right and have lots of successes. Just like you, I am sure in your life, there are many things that you already do right and many areas that you're successful. But here's the truth. There's always room for improvement. There's always room for transformation. One of my favorite passages is Romans 12, 2. It says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. So, as I reflected on this verse, I thought about what in my life needed to be transformed. Not fixed, but which areas could be transformed? Which areas were already good, but could be great? Which areas were okay, and I could transform them to be good? I asked myself, which areas needed a little TLC? A little TLC from me, but also from God. I began to ask the question, what do I need? Not what can I fix, what is going wrong, but I began to really look in and ask, what do I need? In prayer, I asked God to reveal to me what I needed in my life to become more of the person that he created me to be. What do I need in my spiritual life? What do I need in my marriage and other relationships? What do I need to be healthier physically, mentally, and emotionally? And what do I need in my ministry and business? The word that came to me one day as I was journaling was connection. I want to transform my life through connection. So I decided that my word for 2024 is connection. And as you pray through this, God will reveal a word for you. He will reveal a word that you can see through all of the different areas of your life and how it is exactly the word that you need for the year. So what do I need in my spiritual life? Connection. I want to connect more in mass to what is happening instead of being distracted. I want to connect more in my personal prayer rather than sometimes just going through the motions. 
I want to connect more to the Holy Spirit so that He can use me to build up and encourage others. So in my spiritual life, what I need is connection. What do I need in my marriage and other relationships? I want to deepen the connection with my husband to create more intimacy and to grow in faith together as we pray and challenge each other. I want to connect with my sons, daughter-in-laws, granddaughter to be more vulnerable and to allow them to feel seen and heard. So what do I need in my relationships? I need connection. Then I went on to ask, what do I need to be healthier physically, mentally, and emotionally? It's connection. I want to connect with myself in a way that I am living from the inside out rather than reacting to what is happening around me. I want to connect with my emotions. I want to really connect with how I feel in my body and where that feeling leads. I want to connect with my physical needs and with the thoughts and beliefs that I have to make sure that I respond in ways that create the environment that I want to live in. I understand that my actions create the environment that I live in. If I want more joy, if I want more peace, then I can create that through my thoughts, through my feelings, and through my actions. So what do I need in my ministry and business? Again, it's connection. I wanted to create connections in my ministry that allow women to feel safe to share their hopes and dreams, along with what keeps them stuck from being who God called them to be. I recently led a retreat with 90 of the most beautiful women, and these women came from all over the diocese, um, from lots of different churches. Some people knew each other. Some women came with their small groups, but for the most part— There were lots of people who didn't know anyone or know each other. And we did a little activity where everybody picked a prayer partner the first night that it started. And I told them the first night, you may not know this person, but I just want you to pray for this person. As you go back um, to the hotel or to home and as you say your prayers, as you go to bed, when you wake up in the morning, I simply want you to pray for this person and that the Holy Spirit will allow this to be a fruitful retreat for them. And so then on the second day, they began to meet each other. They began to connect with one another. And it was so beautiful to see the connections that were made, that when they would connect with one another through prayer and through the Holy Spirit, people who came as strangers left with friends. They were exchanging phone numbers and emails and Uh, They were huddled together and praying with one another, and it was so beautiful to see the connections. And so I want to continue to create connections with others in order to equip and encourage them to grow deeper in their faith, to be transformed and healed through the Holy Spirit, so then they can go out and courageously magnify Christ in their part of the world. So that word connection has already become a huge part of 2024 for me. 
So here's what I'm going to challenge you with. Ask yourself, what do you need? What do you need? When I work with women, I often find that they are so focused on the needs of everyone around them that they overlook what they need. Now, it isn't selfish to look within and see what you need. I like to call this sacred self-care. So take this question to prayer and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you what you need in your life. Is there a common need? Is there a word that comes up when you ask that question in your spiritual life, in your physical, mental, and emotional life? how you feel called to serve in ministry or in your career. What do you need to become the person that God has called you to be? Second Corinthians 9 says, God is able to provide you with every blessing and abundance so that by always having enough of everything, you may share abundantly in every good work. He scatters abroad. He gives to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way for your great generosity, which will produce thanksgiving to God through us. So, What do you need? Ask yourself, what do you need? And then trust God to give it to you. Reflect on this question with Jesus. Tell him what is on your heart. Share your burdens with him. Whatever is weighing you down, whatever cross you're carrying, ask yourself, what do I need? Jesus loves when you come to him with an open heart and mind. A few years ago, I was praying about a decision that I needed to make. And I'm going to be really honest with you. I tend to overthink things. If my husband were sitting here with me, he would agree. He tells me all the time to stop overthinking and to trust myself and where God is leading me. In this particular situation, I was holding on so tight to what I thought was the answer and what I needed to do. I was looking at the situation through my mind and not allowing God to shed his light on it. As I was praying, God said, open your hands and turn your palms up. And I literally did this. Release what you were holding on to and let me place into your hands what I want you to have, what I know that you need. And when I did this, when I turned my, opened my hands and turned my palms up, I could feel myself releasing what I was holding on to. And then I allowed God to place in my hands what I needed. I was reminded of Luke 11. If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So when you allow God to reveal this to you, He will give you everything you need. So what do you need? Do you find that there's always chaos and confusion around you? 
in your health, in your relationships, knowing what to believe in your faith. Maybe the Holy Spirit will reveal that you need peace or clarity. Do you find yourself feeling unworthy and taken for granted, maybe overlooked in different areas of your life at home, at church, at work, or in your social circles? Maybe what you need is to focus on love and acceptance. Do you find yourself full of fear and worry about everything happening in your life? Are you constantly playing out the worst-case scenarios, which leaves you feeling dread and doubt? Maybe you need hope and joy in your life in 2024. What do you need to have more fun and joy in your life? All right, friends, I hope this show encourages you to seek what you need in 2024. Once God reveals what you need, then you can be intentional about your actions. Then you can list the steps and the goals that you need to accomplish to put your word into action. Remember, it won't always be easy. You're going to make mistakes and failures are a normal part of everyday life. But when you keep asking yourself what you need, when you keep allowing the Holy Spirit to guide you, you will be able to dust yourself off when you fall down and keep moving forward again. Just think, at the end of 2024, you can look back over the amazing miracles, blessings, and transformations that happened in your life with the heart full of gratitude and wonder at God's goodness. So my friends, I challenge you, spend time in prayer, in adoration, find a quiet place to really look within and ask the question, what do you need? Let's pray. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, we ask that you reveal to each and every person listening what they need in their life. What is it that they need in their life that will bring them closer to you, that will strengthen their relationships with their marriages, with their children, with other family members and their friends? Lord, please reveal what they need that will help them become the person that you have created them to be. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. For more information on Catholic Moms in the Middle or to set up your complimentary Moms in the Middle mentoring session, go to catholicmomsinthemiddle.com or find me on Facebook at Catholic Moms in the Middle for even more encouragement and support as you embrace this next season of life. The music for this podcast was written by Sean Williams, Catholic composer and musician. You'll find more of Sean's original music at musicbyseanwilliams.com. That is musicbyseanwilliams.com.